me let me ask you this, because I, I never thought of it that way. Um, the second temple was destroyed in 70 AD. Um, Jews never got to rebuild kind of the sanctuary, like a physical sanctuary. So in many ways, the Sabbath is the sanctuary speaking in a, in a mystical way or am I overstepping? No, I don't think so at all. You are listening to the Concierge Minister Podcast, a place to grow, learn, and be inspired as you discover God's purpose for your life. Here's your host, the pastor you've always wanted without the church, Dr. Kumar Dixit. Well, hello, and welcome to ConciergeMinister.com. I am Kumar Dixit, your host. And as you know, over the last few weeks, we've been talking about how do you grow in your faith? Um, how do you have a deeper understanding? And one of the things that we talk about, especially at Concierge Minister, is some of the spiritual disciplines. And if you look at our website, you'll see that one of the spiritual disciplines for me is observing the Sabbath. And the Sabbath is is something that's very unique. Um, Most people think of it as uh, something that only Jews do. but in fact, there's a, there are some Christians who also observe the Sabbath like, like I do. Um, my good friend, David Balto, is someone that I met um, several years ago when we were both chaplains in hospitals. David is a observant Jew, and he and I have had a lot of great conversations. Uh, before I, I, well, welcome, David. Let me say that first. Thank you so much for having me, Kumar. Yeah, it's great to have you. You know, I think I may have told you this, but I, about 10, 15 years ago, my mom actually lived in a Jewish high rise. And she was probably the only non-Jew um, living in that high rise. And they loved her because they were like, Gloria, could you come over to my apartment and turn down the heat at six o'clock tomorrow? Or if they saw her by the elevator, they were so thrilled because they didn't have to wait for the Shabbat elevator um, that just kind of went up and down um, on every floor, but she would actually be able to push buttons for them. So um, it was really interesting because that was kind of my mom's view of Judaism. I hopefully have a little bit better understanding of the Sabbath, but let's just start off right there. Like, why is the Sabbath um, so important to, to Jews around the world? Well, when you start off at the beginning, the first thing that God creates that God declares is holy is the Sabbath. God creates uh, um, the the seventh day and he says, this will be a holy day for you. And this is holy. And so Jewish practice centers a great deal around observing the Shabbat. And it's interesting that what you're talking about is having a sanctuary in time rather than a sanctuary in place. It's not so important, you know, you'd like to pray with other people and it would be nice to pray in a place with those other people. But the most important thing is to observe the sanctuary of time on the Sabbath. Obviously, that's a lesson that hits us really deeply right now when we can't have presence with other people or be in a certain place. That's a good point. So even even though you can't congregate together on Sabbath, what's more important is that time in place of, of observing the Sabbath and having that time with God. Yes, yes. And, 
you know, if you think about it, you know, God rested. God is obviously sending us a really important message there. God was really busy those first six days. He was, you know, occupied with all those things to do. But God observed that for beings to really recognize the blessing of being, they had to reside in their beingness. They had to take the time to separate themselves mm -hmm. from things or things to do and just try to focus just on being on being and that's why jews oftentimes call um shabbat a sanctuary in time mm. so what what do jews do on sabbath well there are all different kinds of jews you know there are like several different movements of different gradations and things like that and mm -hmm. so uh, your mother had the experience of meeting orthodox jews now for an orthodox jew once you so you bring in shabbat by lighting sabbath candles and saying certain prayers and once you do that until the end of the sabbath 25 hours later by the way you light the candles and you bring in the sabbath at sundown on friday night not until Saturday night, 25 hours later, when you look to the sky and see three stars, um, does the Sabbath end? And you do a certain ceremony called separation or Havdalah at that point to recognize that the Sabbath is over. During that 25-hour period, uh, by the way, there are endless, Jews love to have rules. Jews <laughs> love to have arguments about the rules. By the way, if I was with your mother when the woman said to her, you know, could you turn on the heat? I would tell her, you're not really permitted to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, but you could do is sort of say, hi, would you like to come into my hub room? God, it feel, do you feel sort of warm? Mm -hmm. If you feel sort of warm, please lower the thermostat. Uh, inference. <laughs> There's an inference. So you can't ask people to do things, but right. you know, there are right. all these different types of rules. You're listening to the Concierge Minister Podcast. Okay, so extremely observant Jews for that 25-hour period will not do things that constitute work. And work includes turning on electricity or driving or checking your iPhone um, or uh, lighting a fire um, or um, anything along those lines. So for example, like lighting a fire, when I grew up, my grandmother had a uh, metal pan on the top of her stove and she would turn on the fire before the Sabbath started and the fire would be on the whole time. Mm. Um, but there are long elaborate rules about what you can do. There's only a certain distance you're permitted to walk. You cannot carry things on the Sabbath. If any of your viewers saw the Netflix series um, Unorthodox about the Orthodox woman who escapes from, um, from Brooklyn, um, there's this big issue about whether or not she can carry anything. And what you do is you designate an area um, and you actually have a wire across this designated area and that within that area, you're permitted to carry certain things that border, which is called an Arab, was down at the beginning of the show, and that's why she couldn't carry things. I, I, I remember that, se that sequence. I, I actually watched that, that TV series, and I didn't catch that, so that's really, yeah. really interesting. But I don't want to, I, I, we could spend six hours talking about the elaborate rules, but I don't want yeah. to go there. 
yeah. I want us to think about what is life like when you separate yourself from the arduous activities that sort of command you and dictate and control you and just say, mm. today is a day for beingness. I am going to sit there and we are going to say the prayer over the bread at the Friday night dinner. And what is this bread? And I'm going to really take the time to go, wow, this is really remarkably delicious bread. And what a blessing it is that, you know, farmers, you know, uh, created the wheat and, you know, we were, people sold it at stores and my wife made the, uh, the bread and all these different things. It's a chance for you to focus on just existence and beingness. Mm -hmm. And that's why some people say that the Sabbath is a taste of heaven. Mm -hmm. um, it's your taste of, you know, what life will, you know, what your existence will be like in your final home. So let me ask you this, uh, during that 25 hours of the Sabbath, do you spend most of your time in worship, reading scripture, praying, or is that also part of just family time where you are enjoying the abundance of a feast? You are supposed to, um, you're supposed to pray, um, the, there are three services, Jews have services for the morning, afternoon, and evening. Um, you add in, so you do a mix of those things. You do all of those things. And one special thing is towards the end of Sabbath, you have a special extra meal. By the way, there's this wonderful mystical concept that on the Sabbath, an extra soul descends or, uh, um, within us. So we possess two souls. Um, and so our soul actually has a companion. Um, and it's, uh, it's uh, you know, you're, you're, by the way, that permits you to eat twice as much <laughs> as any other day because you have to feed both those souls. Um, anyway, so there's, there's a sense of which you really want to be well-nourished, so you throw in an extra meal at the end just uh, to just enjoy the pleasure. And um, what we do at our synagogue is we... Um, we have an extra meal, and then we have extra study, um, you know, things like that. Uh, for those of you who have never been to a Jewish service, uh, come well prepared. You know, your typical Jewish Sabbath service is three hours long. You might want to eat ahead of time. Mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> um, anyway, so... Uh, that's, uh, so that's awesome. Uh, how, how do you personally, David, how do you observe the Sabbath? Oh, thank you so much for asking. Um, the Sabbath comes before the 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 beginning of the Sabbath is the is when my wife lights the Sabbath candles, and mm. that lighting of the candles, you know, sort of like creates a, a a visual separation, a separation within us between our daily, you know, everyday six day a week concerns and the special holiness of the Sabbath, and that's a that is a really sacred moment for me. That is the point where I really feel closest to heaven, feel I can direct my prayers to God. By the way, before we do that, we look each other in the eye and say uh, a verse from Song of Songs, how beautiful you are in my eyes, how beautiful you are. It's mm. a okay. Um, then there are uh, there's special blessings before the Sabbath dinner. We say blessings over, oh, uh, we, um, I read her the last chapter of the book of Proverbs, A Woman of Valor. She reads me Psalm 112, um, and then we say blessings. Oh, if there are children around, we bless them. 
And then we say blessings over uh, bread and wine. And then and, after And we, you do this every single Friday? Yes, every Friday. Wow. That's and, beautiful. Uh, um, and then, um, you know, I, we're not, I hope nobody, you know, nobody tells on, tell, tells on us to our rabbi, but we never go to services on Friday night. Uh, so <laughs> we're really into dinner. Um, uh -huh. and, uh, uh, but Saturday morning, we'll always go to services and sometimes on Saturday night. I, I heard a rumor, I don't know if this is true or, this, or if it's just a joke, but I, I heard traditionally Jews should consummate their marriage on Sabbath. Is that true? Um, yes. Yeah. No, that's a mitzvah. I owe my wife um, um, marital happiness on, huh. on the Sabbath. So, yes. That's, a, I'm, that's uh, really interesting. I'm going to have to share that in my home. <laughs> right. <sighs> you know, it's just a, a really special time to recognize your humanness and not be distracted by all the doingness. Mm -hmm. You know, it's sort of like you focus on your being rather yeah. than your doing. Yeah, and I think for modern days, I, I like the idea of, uh, you know, as the Sabbath candles are being lit, your wife is reading from the Song of Psalms, you're reading from Psalms to each other. And so it's not only the uh, sanctuary and time for God, but it's also a connectiveness for you as one being, a couple, to enter God's space. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I like that notion, Kumar. Yeah, that's really, really nice. Uh, Jewish philosopher, hopefully I'm saying this name right, Ahad Ha'am? Ahad Ha'am. He ha took that name. It's, yes, one of the people. He was saying, he took this name, he created this name. It just is like, Ahad Ha'am, I'm one of the people. Really? That's somebody special. I'm yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So there's this quote that he, um, that's quite popular, says, more than the Jewish people have kept Sabbath, Sabbath has kept the Jews. Like, what, interpret that for me. Think about it for a while. You know, uh, for all of my beloved Christian friends, you've had a place. You know, mm -hmm. you have places, you have your church, you know. Um, you know, you stayed in the same place for a long time. Jews, you know, have been driven from land to land to land um, and have not had that place. So, and, you know, yes, there are lots of beautiful old synagogues, not altogether that many, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we didn't necessarily live in those places. So what um, the Sabbath did, the Sabbath does is always create a sanctuary for us. And those activities of observing the Sabbath remind us of the special, you know, our special um, um, gift of, of being Jews, of being able to be God's people and act in God's ways. So, so let, me, I, let me ask you this, because I, I never thought of it that way. Um, the second temple was destroyed in 70 AD. Um, Jews never got to rebuild kind of the sanctuary, like a physical sanctuary. So in many ways, the Sabbath is the sanctuary, speaking in a, in a mystical way, or am I overstepping? No, I don't think so at all. I mean, okay. I think what it is, is for each of us, and isn't it neat, it's homebound. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not you go someplace else, you bring it into your home. And, um, and um, so you bring that, you make your own home um, 
You make your own home holy. Uh, by the way, we're supposed to fastidiously clean our house before the Sabbath. Yes. <laughs> we're not so good at that. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, but just to create that physical sense of holiness. Um, but yes, you bring, you know, you, you create that sanctuary at home. So if you think about, um, I'm a Jew in the uh, 16th century and I've just been expelled from Spain or Portugal and I'm now, you know, I'm now in Amsterdam, a place I've never been before. Or I'm in Salonica or I'm in Trieste or someplace like that. What do I have? Mm. Well, I have the Shabbat and the Shabbat mm. reminds me of my relationship with God and my observance of Shabbat helps me to feel that sense of holiness. Even though everything that I loved and lived for is back there in, in Spain and Portugal where I can never return. Wow, that's beautiful. That really, that is a, a true gift from God to be able to carry that, 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 that time with you. Um, one of the f- most famous people, especially at least in Christianity, when we talk about Jew- Jewish theology and the Sabbath is Abraham Heschel. I'm, I'm just curious, is, is he as popular as, as he is? Like, is he, is he like well-known and like beloved in Judaism? Um. I'm always impressed by the way that Christians sometimes see much more in our philosophers. He is very important. Okay. Uh, But, you know, we have lots of people. He wrote a book called The Sabbath. And if there was one book to read to understand the Jewish relationship with the Sabbath, um, it's, it's his book. It's a great book. I've read it. I've read it. I've had it in my library for years and years. He says the Sabbath is the day on which we learn the art of surpassing civilization. Bro, that is deep. That is deep. Like, break that down for me. It means you put your, you turn off your iPod and you stick it away. Yeah. No, the, um, we lead these busy lives in which we try to, you know, do the best we can as human beings. And, you know, our lives, fake. we face all these different challenges in those lives. And, what the Sabbath does is sort of say our beingness, our just humanness is above all those things. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's where we'll end up. I mean, ultimately, um, we'll end up in the eternal sanctuary in, uh, in heaven. Um, and so it's a chance for us to focus on that, that, that humanness. So the everyday concerns of there's this going on in politics or this thing going on with my business, all those things are supposed to be set aside. So mm. civilization isn't as important as just our relationship with the eternal and um, our, human, our, our recognition of the blessings of humanness. You know, it's hard to take the time to recognize the blessings we possess um, because we're so acquisitive, we're so concerned, we're so involved in trying to become more mm-hmm. on shabbat you don't become you know mm. on shabbat you just be you just wow pay back and go um this is a blessing that i can be with my wife or i can be in this park today and look at oh, what's going on and um that i think gives a real chance to be grounded that's beautiful i and i love the idea that you can walk away with peace from 
during that 24-hour period and not worry about the contract that you, you know, emailed on Friday or worry about, you know, unsettled business. I remember talking to a um, observant um, Sabbath keeper a couple of years ago. She was a, a huge real estate magnet. And I said, how are you able to like not, or, or do you check your emails and phone calls? Like, what do you do when you get a missed call on Sabbath and you have all these potential buyers calling in? And she just kind of smiled. She just said, I just don't pick up the phone and I wait till Sunday and I've never had a problem with that. Like, are you able to live like that, David, to be able to have that kind of peace? Um, I would strive for that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am very imperfect, but sure. we are pretty good. I mean, I can't fathom. Uh, it, it, it's sad, you know, if we have a Friday night and my wife doesn't like candles. Right, right. right. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, You're listening to the Concierge Minister Podcast. If you want to support this unique ministry, you can make a contribution through Patreon. Become a monthly donor or one-time giver. Your contribution allows Concierge Minister to provide new resources to help you live your best life. Just visit the show notes to find the link to Patreon. For Christians, we believe the Messiah came in Jesus Christ. Um, for Jews, you're still waiting um, on the Messiah. Um, how, how do you? How do? How does the Messiah and how does the Sabbath um, have any correlation with each other? So first, you should understand that we think that Christians have a complete franchise over the concept of the Messiah. So we're, you know, for us even to mention it, much of all is sort of like. We're intruding on their franchise. I think we have to pay them a trademark <laughs> fee or something like that. So, right, right. So Jews don't very readily to. Oh, and the other thing to keep in mind when you talk about the messiahs, we've had false messiahs. And mm. It didn't work out at all well. They ended up, you know, they yeah. ended up converting and things like that. Mm. So we're really afraid of the concept of messiah. But I do think, um, and, um, I do think that the concept of the Sabbath is tied to the messiah because it is. When you think about the kind of peace and coexistence and just the love of our our beingness that will come about uh, when the Messiah comes or when the Messiah returns, um, the um, you know that's tied. Shabbat gives us a little appetizer, a little taste mm. of what that is, um, and um, you know I think it's good to. Uh, it's good to tie the two together. So mm, that's that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Um, going back to Heschel, I remember this quote in his book, um, "The Sabbath." He says, "A Sabbath is an island in time." Um, explain to me, from a Jewish perspective, what that means. That's really a wonderful concept because mm. if you think about what an island is, you know, you have to travel to it special. Once you're on it, you're not getting off until, uh, until whenever. And there's this phenomenal sense of separation. And, and when I think of an island of time, I think of the, like the Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just um, we have all of this time that we're blessed with. And on six of the seventh days we're busy doing all of these things you know to make our lives better and make the lives of other people better and on the seventh day we create the separation 
Hmm. And you know, if you think about it, you know, you think about that rule about the uh, the limits, the borders, the air, that that fence around that mm-hmm. that border that's created. Um, that's yeah, in unorthodox is called an Arab. Um, and if you think about that, you're creating this island. So within the island, um, you know, you can, you know, you, you can participate, but you have the, and you, you can bring things. And the reason you have an Arab, by the way, is so you can bring food over to other people's houses. Um, so <laughs> right, even, right. even better meal. Um, right. but, um, um, but uh, but you can't go beyond that. And I think it's nice to go and conceive of creating limits to make time sacred. Mm. And that's what you're doing um, by, uh, you know, through the restrictions of the Sabbath. That's, that's beautiful. I remember 1999 was my first time going to Israel and going to Jerusalem and um, standing in front of the Western Wall. And I remember being there on a Friday night. And it was so interesting to see a sea of people, a sea of Jews, but different Jews, you know, Orthodox Jews, um, Messianic Jews, you know, um, laid-back Jews, liberal Jews, you know. Um, Judaism, when we think of Judaism, we we don't realize how um, diverse it is, you know. And yet, that one thing keeps you guys sewed together. Yeah, I like that. And so where you really have a high level of observance, I think back to being in Israel 40 years ago, um, or being in a, a very, very orthodox community, you know, everything shuts down. It's really remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the streets, which usually are filled with hustle and bustle, are very quiet. I mean, even in a place like Tel Aviv today, you know, a very cosmopolitan city, um, you know, things are certainly much more quiet on Shabbat. Stores are closed. You cannot shop. Um, you know, um, you know, and so you just, you know, spend the time seeing the world with different eyes, seeing the world where you can just experience things differently and, um, and, and just enjoy the blessings of being a human being. That's beautiful. In the modern business world, there's kind of a push right now to help busy business people understand the Sabbath, and to say to them, even you, as busy as you are, um, needs to have a 24-hour period of, of peace. Are you, are, how do you feel about sharing the, the Jewish Sabbath with everybody else, even, you know, Gentiles, if I can say? Um, oh, I, I enjoy doing it. It's in, uh, by the way, I'm a hospital chaplain in uh, an inner city hospital. 98% of my patients are uh, Christian or of other faiths. Um, so if I see the opportunities, I, I certainly do that. By the way, one of the stories I wanted to, I, I wanted to share was, um, I don't really want to work on the Sabbath. And I always ask that, you know, I'm, I'm relieved from that obligation. But there was one Friday night where it was just, you have to work this Friday night. So I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the chapel was immediately next to the chaplain's office and I'm sitting there at Friday night at about nine o'clock at night 
you know, feeling a little, just a little bit forlorn. And there's this beautiful singing and praying going on in the chapel. And of course, it was a group of Seventh-day Adventists who had gotten together. <laughs> I'm like, well, of course they'd show up. And they were worried. And I just thought it was a wonderful blessing from God because God could tell that my heart really needed prayer. Oh, and so that was provided. That is awesome. Do we? Thank you for sharing that. Are we missing anything else in our conversation today? Anything you wanted to share? Um, look, I, so I think one thing I wanted to make sure uh, I got across was we have all these restrictions, but the foe and, and we could carry on an endless discussion about which restrictions, you know, like, you know, what can my wife, you know, cook and what can she cook and all these different things. Um, and that's because we had too much, you know, we have a lot of, we have lots of rabbis and lots of discussions and lots of, <laughs> lots lots. of discussions and debates. But that's not what the Shabbat is really about. Shabbat is about going and stopping your everyday life and sitting back and um, just recognizing the blessings you have, the blessings of creation. And um, it, it, it's a wonderful way to sort of connect with God and help to renew and restore your soul because your soul basically is in the back seat six days mm. of the week. I mean, it is having a tough time saying, wait a second, wait, there's all this stuff you're not quite seeing. And, you know, on Shabbat, the soul takes over and, mm. you know, you're really guided by your soul. And that's a tremendous blessing. That's really beautiful. David, thank you for joining me today on our podcast. Uh, you, you are so informative and you have such a wealth of experience uh, and you, you, you share it in such a normal way for everybody to understand. So I really appreciate that about you. Thanks again. Thanks so much for having me, Kumar. I really appreciate it. The blessings to everybody. Thanks for listening to the Concierge Minister Podcast. If you want to learn more about growing in your faith or looking for an online faith community for support while you are on your journey, please visit concierge-minister.com or send us an email at concierge-minister at gmail.com. Don't forget to click the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. If you find this podcast helpful, please tell your friends about us. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, go and live your best life.